Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The MVP of the National Football League is going to be Sam Howell. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Of course, we're being a little bit, oh, facetious in saying that, but Sam Howell, he looked every bit the part last night, Canty, against the Ravens, 19 of 25, 188 yards, couple of touchdowns, very confident. I mean, I get why the commanders are okay taking a shot with Sam Howell this year. Well, I mean, he played a half of football, and he led three scoring drives, right? Including the the last scoring drive at the, right before the half, the two-minute drill where they get the ball back with a minute and a half left in all three timeouts. The guy operates the offense to a T. They start the two-minute drill with a sack, and yet Sam Howell was able to make the requisite plays to work them out of that hole and ultimately position them for a touchdown strike to Deami Brown. So, Everything you wanted to see from Sam Howell this preseason, he showed over the first two games, and that's why I'm bullish on what the Washington Commanders can be. It looks like and it sounds like what a franchise quarterback is supposed to be. I get it. It's early, but based on the command, the poise that he was able to show, the playmaking that we saw in situational football, this guy was five or six on third downs last night. I mean, including the first third down of the game, his third and 15, he throws an absolute dime to Cole Turner, their tight end, to to move the chains. This guy is a good talent. I see why Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy, everybody within the Washington Commanders organization, is so bullish about giving Sam Howell an opportunity to show what he can do in 2023. Well, that's the thing, right? Normally, when you have a situation like that, a guy who was a a fourth-round pick last year. Fifth-round pick. Fifth-round pick. Even worse. Last year. You think that a team like the Commanders... They go through an ownership change. You don't know what the coaching situation is going to be next year. Maybe they're just looking at this and thinking, okay, we'll we'll set ourselves up to draft one uh, in the next couple of years. But that hasn't been the feeling all offseason with them. There has been a quiet confidence that comes out of that building in Sam Howell's ability. So certainly during last year, he only made the one start. But during last year, they saw something that had them feeling good. Here is Howell last night with Lisa Salter. I thought it was all right. I thought we did, we did some good things. I thought there was a lot of things that we could have done a better job of, things I could have done a better job of. You know, I, I took two bad sacks that were my fault, uh, so we would like to not have those plays. But, you know, I'm proud of my guys. We kept fighting. Uh, we are able to put some good drives together. You took that one sack in the first quarter, but then you came back and made that big completion for a first down. It, w- it was a small sequence of events, but tell me, what did you learn from that? Yeah, I mean, that, we've, we've talked about this all, all camp long. we we got to be resilient. You know, when bad plays happen, you know, we have an opportunity the next play to make up for it. We did that a couple times tonight, but I think overall we just got to be a little more clean than we were. With Howell doing that and saying all the right things there, that's very encouraging. Oh, no doubt about it. And for everything that he did on the field, I was more impressed with what he had to say in that interview with Lisa Salters because Lisa asked him, like, what, what do you go out and try to prove to your doubters every single day? And he says, I don't try to prove anything to my doubters. 
What I'm trying to do is earn the trust of my teammates and my coaching staff every single day. To me, that's exactly what you want your franchise quarterback to say. I work to earn the trust of the people in the building because they're all that matters when it comes to how we go about our business and how we try to position ourselves to win football games. It reminds me a lot of what we saw from Dak Prescott in the preseason in 2016. It does. It really does. Hmm. It's a quarterback that not a lot of people had a lot of expectations for, mid-round draft pick, you know, but he somehow arrived ahead of schedule and he stepped in with the kind of poise that allowed that team to win 13 games. I'm not saying the commanders are going to win 13 games in 2023, but what I am saying is based on what I've seen in the preseason and based on what that defense projects to be from what they did last year, the commanders will absolutely be in the mix for a playoff spot once the calendar flips to December. It's been a while since the commanders have had a really, really good young quarterback. Now, at least guys that really panned out. I think about RG3, and he was excellent those first two years, but then the injuries, right? No, he was good his first year until Haloti Nada knocked the career out of him. Yeah, exactly. that changed everything. Then, uh, you know, other guys that they drafted high never panned out, guys like Heath Schuler, um, Jason Campbell was, eh, he was okay. Uh, Patrick Ramsey was never anything. That When they won their Super Bowls, they won it with the guys like Doug Williams, like Mark Rippon, uh, Theismann, you know, Jay Schreier, like they, you don't think of the commanders and think of that long-term quarterback who was with the franchise forever and was the guy that oh will always represent them, really since Theismann, if we're being truthful. No, you're right about that. But what I loved about what I saw from Sam Howell last night was that that game didn't feel like your ho-hum preseason game. That was a game where both teams were engaged, and maybe it was the joint practices during the course of the week that got things a little bit spicy, but you could see that both teams, both franchises were playing to try to win that game. We know the Ravens had a 24-game win streak in the preseason. That got snapped last night, but it just speaks to the intensity that they played with, and it didn't seem like it was too much for Sam Howe. At no point have I seen him in a commander's uniform where he's looked overwhelmed, even going back to his first start against the Cowboys in their regular season finale. This guy is in full command of the offense, and he plays with poise. That matters. And beyond that, the mental makeup, based on what we've heard from him in interviews, seems to be the right stuff. Uh, Again, this is not a guy that hasn't played a lot of football. He was a three-year starter at the University of North Carolina. Three-year starter. There was one point after his sophomore season, I believe, where people were thinking this guy could be the number one overall pick. Now, because they had a lot of talent go to the NFL, guys like Michael Carter and all those, they had a lot of guys make the jump to the NFL. His junior year wasn't as great, and that's why he slipped to the fifth round. But Washington has got something in Sam Howell. This guy has talent, and he's played a lot of football, and you can see that football acumen show up, especially when we've seen what Eric Bieniemy is doing in terms of how he wants to use the skill positions around Sam Howell. So I I like where the Washington Commanders are at, and I like where Sam Howell is. We do have the question mark of what happens with Terry McLaurin. He had to leave last night's game with an ankle injury, so we'll see what happens with him and his availability for week one. But I like where the Washington Commanders are at, and I think this is a team that can catch a lot of people slipping in the NFC. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, and the vibe is different. Because you know who's out of the building. Dan Snyder's gone. Yeah. And 
It didn't matter who it was going to be. Here's Joe Buck last night uh, with SVP after the game just about how different things are around the organization. I mean, it's night and day. I think you could you could feel it before the game. These players have felt it during camp with the way fans have come out to just watch them practice. The end of the game, fans, those who were here were making a ton of noise. And there were years here where it just felt like the Washington team didn't have that much of a home field advantage. And, and this place was loud. And, and it's August 21st. So I, I think everybody feels it that this has changed and changed for the better look i think this was the biggest move that could have happened for that organization over the course of a couple of years like it's not even a personnel thing it's not a coach thing it's not a gm thing it's the owner because it completely changes everything and josh harris has a much uh a much better resume as an owner like he he comes in and you kind of have an idea of what you're going to get because he's owned the Devils, and he owns the Sixers as well, and you understand what he has been about in building those organizations. He's given them a chance to win, and so it makes you feel even a little bit better about it if you're a, a Washington fan right now. Yeah, I mean, if, a couple of years ago, you're talking about the New Jersey Devils having a number one overall pick. And last year, you could make the argument that they were the best hockey team in the tri-state area. I mean, they've built a young core seemingly overnight that allows them to have sustained success. The Sixers, they just had the MVP of the entire league. So it's clear that Josh Harris, as a managing partner, has created a culture that's going to allow his teams to contend at a high level and have sustained success. So if you're a Commanders fan, you should absolutely be optimistic about what the future would hold because there's no longer this cloud of suspicion hanging over the franchise. And so I do think this team is going to get a little bit of a jolt because Dan Snyder is out of the building. But I also think they're going to get a little bit of a jolt because of what Sam Howell has showed. They finally have a quarterback that they can genuinely believe could be the difference in them winning games. Graney, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. There was a major mistake made by Josh Harris last <laughs> night. Oh, yeah. And, and we will get into that. In moments on Greeny, ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. So last night during the game, Josh Harris, the new owner of the Commanders, was in the booth with Joe and Troy. Yeah. In the middle of the discussion, Joe is making a point, and he is making a point with his hands. And on camera, Joe kind of sticks his right hand out as he's making this point, and Josh Harris is kind of, who, by the way, I mean, let's call it what it was. You would not look at this guy and think billionaire in, no. in that instance. Oh, no. The hair not was kind of all messed it. up. He kind of, it, listen. It's not an insult. I'm just saying what I saw. Kind of looked like a finance bro who had a few in him and then was just kind of hanging out later in the night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he, I'm not saying he was, he had a few in him. I'm just saying, like, that's what the little bit of a disheveled look looked like. Fair? Yeah, he, he looked like the guy that just woke up from a two day bender. But there you go. There that's you go. what he looked like. Yes. Yeah. So, not, not saying that uh, that's how he presented. Because obviously he's articulate, he's a billionaire, he just bought yes. the team. But but if you just looked at him with no sound, no volume on what he was saying, you'd be like, eh. yeah. I, I would I would say he was not in his most he was not his most articulate last night either. But yeah, that's this okay. guy, this, I will say this: the guy looked a little sketch. He looked a little sketch. Let's yes. just call it what it is. He looked. I, I did not look at him and think that he was altered in any way. It was not. I did like not that. look at him and say he was billionaire either. No. <laughs> no. So anyway, Joe Buck is making the point with his hands. And he sticks out his hands, and his right hand is, I guess, a little further out than his left, and the right hand is right in front of Josh Harris, who is to his right. And Harris kind of waits a half second and then looks down, and he grabs Joe's hand to shake it. And Joe immediately starts pulling away. Like, (laughs) what are we doing? Because this is not at the very beginning. This is mid-conversation. Troy looks up at the camera, and by the way, you just know somebody was in his ear saying, what the hell was that? But (laughs) Troy looks right into the camera, and he is just smiling. And it's one one of my biggest pet peeves in life, and I don't have many, is the awkward handshake. The awkward handshake is just the worst. Can't he? So you got to describe the awkward handshake. So it's a couple of different things. Okay. Number one, an awkward handshake to me is when I go in, for a solid handshake, especially with somebody that I respect or somebody who might be above me, and I get the dead fish. All right. You get the dead fish, 
that makes me lose a little bit of respect for you right away. Okay? Number two. That's fair. uh, Number two, when you go in for the handshake and the other guy goes in for the fist bump and then both people switch and then you're just awkward and you don't know what to do. Right? Mm -hmm. And then number three is when somebody grabs your hand to shake your hand, but they only grab it about halfway up. And it feels like your fingers were then just put in a vice, and it's just kind of like they're grabbing you to take you somewhere. Yeah, completely agree on all three, and not to one-up you, but there's a fourth one that we got to add. Okay. Don't try to shake my hands if we're in the bathroom. Oh, totally agree. Or I see you coming out of the bathroom. Exactly. I don't want to shake your hand right after that moment. No. And I will consciously, I will consciously not do that, especially until my hand is completely dry. Yes. So within the first five minutes of coming out of the bathroom, I'm not shaking your hand. Cam says that there are more. Cam, what is? Give me another awkward handshake. You're going for like the bro hug or the dap handshake. Yeah. The hands up rather than down, and the other person's going for a normal handshake. Then, then one person has to adjust. Sometimes when people do the dap. They just do the dap and then they, you know, solidify it with the handshake. Sometimes they do the dap and then a hug. Like, there's all kinds of wrongs that can happen here, and that was one of them. And I think that's a great point because when you do that and you're the person that goes in for the hug and the other person's not reciprocating, it's like, oh, we're not as close as I thought. Yeah. There are not a lot of great things that came out of the pandemic, big fella, but two things that we got were the QR codes and normalizing not shaking hands. (laughs) <laughs> see i don't mind shaking hands i just want to make sure we're doing it right the dead fish just kills me yeah the dead fish and then the halfway up are are, are are absolutely killers and it was weird because like you said josh harris was mid-interview with troy and joe buck why would joe stop mid-sentence to put his hand out there and shake your hand it just yeah. didn't make sense it wasn't he was even talk- he was talking with his hands it wasn't like he was clearly extending it to shake your hand it just goes to show you that the majority of billionaires are socially awkward. They really They're are. They're just socially awkward. Like they, you, you have to strain your brain to find billionaires that look normal and behave normal. It just, you just don't see a lot of them. It's Mark Cuban and then everybody else. There are no normal billionaires out there. I, I'm Sorry. trying to think of any. I mean, Cam. Cuban's the one that was coming to mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jerry certain, Jones thinks one plus one is three. Yeah. Okay, and we've like, seen what's going on with Jim Mercer in the past couple yeah, of weeks. So. Yeah. <laughs> John Mara's pretty normal, the Giants owner, for the most part. Um, Woody Johnson, I have seen the Jets owner. Actually, uh, we used to do a, a TV show at SNY in New York, right across the street from Radio City Music Hall. And on more than one occasion, I would say about once a month, you would see Woody Johnson go by on a Razor scooter with his jet hat on and that whole suit that he wears, you know, the jacket and the green tie. And he'd kind of stop and look and like, that's the owner of the Jets? He's just getting some <laughs> but, but exercise. Why, but why the Razor scooter? I have no though? idea. At that point, why wouldn't you just ride on a golf cart? I, I don't get it. <laughs> Down a sidewalk in New York City, <laughs> riding a I, golf I don't cart? Know, I don't know. I don't know whatever. There's got to be a different way. Like, if I'm in New York City... I thought you were talking about the practice facility, but if I'm in New York City, it's car service door to door. I'm not riding on a scooter if I'm a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. I, although I do have to say, if you're riding a golf cart down the sidewalk in New York City, that's a baller move. <laughs> that, is, that is a with some rims on it too. Exactly. With some rims on it, I got some tins bumping in the back. Why not? <laughs> 
It's Kenzie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I got to credit uh, our guy, Matt Jones, for this, who tweeted this morning that Titans rookie Will Levis has signed an endorsement deal with Hellman's Mayo. And if you forget what this is in relation to, there was a, a big hubbub about the fact that Will Levis puts mayo in his coffee prior to the draft. He was seen doing it uh, prior to this past year, which is just, I mean, it's disgusting. Yes, it's it disgusting that he would do that. Yes, but it is. I, I guess we could say to each his own, but not really in this instance. No, but no. at least he's getting paid for being weird. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Will Levis. I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle, but it's absolutely disgusting to put mayonnaise in coffee. It should not be socially acceptable. And he has a right to do what he wants to do, just like I have a right to criticize the hell out of him. <laughs> just like I criticize Dan Orlovsky's food take. And by the way, when we start talking about the weirdest food combos yeah. that you've ever heard of, Dan Orlovsky putting ketchup on macaroni and cheese is absolutely disgusting. You know what Dan Orlovsky is when it comes to this stuff? What is e- Exhausting. Yeah. He, he really... His food takes just suck the life out of you. What is your <laughs> – do you have a weird food combo that is a go-to for you? I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty normal when it comes to the food combos. Yeah, like, I don't have many either. I will occasionally go ketchup and mustard on a hot dog, but I won't do ketchup only yeah. on a hot dog. I love ketchup and mustard on a burger, but yeah. I can't go mustard only on a burger. Completely agree. Yeah, I, I don't really – there aren't too many others. Cam, you got any? Uh, I I do. It's not a regular one, although maybe I should make it a regular one so I can get an endorsement deal from, like, Quaker Oats. Well, listen, Will Levis slipped to the second round. He's got to make up that money. Yeah. yeah. You do no what doubt. you got to do. No doubt. Uh, one time I mixed eggs and oatmeal. What? Yeah. Okay. Were the eggs cooked already? Yeah, everything was cooked. Oatmeal yeah, was made, and I, I mixed them together. Were you short on time? And, oh, let me knock this yeah, out. I needed a pinch. I needed a protein boost in a pinch. And, uh, yeah, I haven't done it since. So I've done, I've done eggs, scrambled eggs, in grits. But All I right. feel like those things go together. More than eggs and oatmeal, for sure. Yes, no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, my, my, I guess my wife, Mel, she has a weird one. She, she does Twizzlers with popcorn. It's a thing. Like, she puts the what? Twizzlers in the popcorn. Like, mixes so them in together? in the movie theater. Yeah, so she like she's got a couple Twizzlers in the popcorn. She doesn't dump the whole bag of Twizzlers in there, but she puts a couple of Twizzlers in the popcorn. So when we're in the movie theater, we've got the big bucket of popcorn. I gotta navigate around the Twizzlers just to get some popcorn. But that is a little bit of a strange one. But I don't really have any weird food combinations like that. Nah, your your uh, one of your new partners, Michelle Smallman, was talking about hot sauce on popcorn a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I've done that before. That's yeah, I'm, I, that's fine. Yeah. I'm good with that, but Twizzlers and popcorn, I've never, I don't know. Cam, yeah. eggs and oatmeal. Yeah, that's a weird one, Cam. Yeah, that's what I said. I should keep doing it and get a it, sponsorship from Quaker Oats. Is it plain oatmeal? Do you put any that's, cinnamon That's in the it? question. I think, yeah. well, I think it's like a cinnamon, like a cinnamon or like brown sugar oatmeal packet, and then I mixed it with the eggs one time. Yeah. No. They were both. Absolutely they not. were both oh made beforehand. It wasn't yeah, like a mix together. Yeah, oh my that's god! That's a little bit on the. That's a little bit on the weird side of the spectrum, Cam. I, oh I'm not god. disagreeing. You're yeah, right, you're right. You're right there with Dan Olasky. You're, you're close. <laughs> yeah, but his <laughs> eggs. His his come like every week. This is like a one time thing. Well, but Dan does it to shock us. That's I mean, I, I'm really you know, let, let's call it what it is. Okay, Dan is the Skip Bayless of food takes. That's what <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
He's chewing the scenery and exactly. He's chewing his macaroni and ketchup. Just get yourself a oh god awful ugly gold necklace, Dan. Cantia Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The team that would be letting their season slip away if they don't trade for Jonathan Taylor right now. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting the Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It's not like they're looking to just unload him. The Colts have just spent half a year telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money. To some teams, he absolutely is. And in the middle of his prime, he absolutely is. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. With the availability now on the trade market of Jonathan Taylor, the Colts gave him permission last night to go out and seek a trade. We have got five destinations that absolutely are perfect for Jonathan Taylor, and there is one that should not be wasting any time or expense to try to get this done. The list is what determines who matters in this business. Green list number five of the top five destinations for Jonathan Taylor or the top five teams that should absolutely be backing up the truck to get him. Number five is the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. Uh, Canty and I spoke about this earlier. Right now should be the Minnesota Vikings time. Aaron Rodgers is gone. The Bears are on the way up, but they're not there yet. And the Lions, everybody is hot on the Lions right now. How are they going to handle expectations? This should be a time that Minnesota, off of winning 13 games last year, moved on from an older Dalvin Cook. This is a guy who's a difference maker for them right away. Right away, and changes the dynamic, can't he? Yeah, I like it. I mean, like you said, Dalvin Cook is a guy that's had four consecutive 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Minnesota's got to replace that productivity, and it doesn't seem like Alex Madison is going to be the guy that's going to answer all of the questions when it comes to their running game. Jonathan Taylor fits their their run scheme inside, outside zone, so it makes a lot of sense on his face based on how Kevin O'Connell, their head coach and play caller, wants to operate. Your chance right now to get on it, get in on this at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Number four. The Denver Broncos. Sean Payton would love to have a guy like Jonathan Taylor lining up behind Russell Wilson. You talk about trying to find 
the good in Russell Wilson if it's still available in there somewhere? Well, the way to get it out of him is to give him a really good run game behind him. Did anybody seem to remember that when Russell Wilson was at his best in Seattle, he had Marshawn Lynch? I don't know if we're forgetting that or what, but when the Seahawks could run the football, it made all the difference in the world for getting a lot out of Russell Wilson. You think that Sean Payton wants to do that? As Canty has pointed out today, that's absolutely what he wants to do. He wants to punch you in the mouth. The Broncos, Canty, a very good destination. I absolutely love that move if you're if you're Denver. I mean, being able to add Jonathan Taylor, he easily becomes the most explosive weapon that Russell Wilson has to work with. And that's not saying that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy aren't fine players, but Jonathan Taylor is another level, another caliber. He's an all-pro. This is a guy that's two years removed from having a 2,200-yard from scrimmage season. So I just, I just think it makes a lot of sense to at least explore the potential of that. Number three. The Chicago Bears. How about this for the Bears? They went out and made the trade last year for Chase Claypool. It hasn't exactly panned out great so far. But they went and got D.J. Moore in the deal for the number one pick with the Carolina Panthers. I absolutely would go after uh, Jonathan Taylor. Again, adding to what would be the dangerous run game factor for Justin Fields is, oh, I don't know, having a top three back in the league? Yeah, I think that would make the Bears incredibly potent on offense. And Kenzie, they will have done that in the span of about eight months because remember all we said last year about justin fields he has absolutely nothing to work with around him yeah i mean he's not going to grow into the quarterback you want him to become if he's always going to be your leading rusher so adding a guy like jonathan taylor in that scenario makes sense if for no other reason you keep the trajectory of justin fields pointed in the right direction you don't want him taking unnecessary hits and that was one of the things he had to do last year in order for him to move the offense. He had to rely on his legs. You want him focused on being a passer, and adding Jonathan Taylor means adding more balance and taking that pressure off of Justin Fields' legs. Number two. The Buffalo Bills. What are you waiting for, Buffalo? Go do this, because if you're the Bills right now, we have talked about the fact that uh, this is seemingly not setting up for the best of years. Canty and I both think they're not making the playoffs. And this should be the time that the window is wide open. Josh Allen turns it over too much. Bills have some offensive line issues. You know what solves that? A really, really good running back. It also takes pressure off their defense as well. Canty, Buffalo should be all in on on Jonathan Taylor just like they should have been all in on Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, listen, they have high hopes for James Cook, and they went out and they got Damian Harrison free agency from the Patriots. I think those guys are fine running backs. They're fine. But again, Jonathan Taylor is a different level. He's a different level, and for a team that's going to have a razor-thin margin of error, especially with the division and the conference that they play in, Jonathan Taylor can be the difference in you winning a couple of more games, can be the difference in you winning the division. So I I think it's a move that makes a lot of sense, especially if you're trying to help Josh Allen change the way that he plays the game of football number one the miami dolphins dear god do whatever you have to do to get jonathan taylor obviously within reason but if it actually ended up costing them a one i still would do it and here's why the dolphins are constructed to win right now what do we all worry about chris we all worry about the health of tua tongue of iloa if you add jonathan taylor 
to the Miami Dolphins offense, I can make the case that if Tua goes down, it does not absolutely destroy your season. I I think right now if Tua goes down, it throws a lot of things into question. But if you add Taylor to that mix, and you again take more pressure off your defense, this is a heck of an insurance policy for a team with the window wide open for them at the moment. Yeah, and what adds to the urgency for the Dolphins is their third-round pick, Devin A-Chain. He has a little bit of a shoulder injury. Now, it's not expected to keep him out in an extensive period of time, but it could be enough just to push the Dolphins in the direction of exploring what a possible trade for Jonathan Taylor looks like. As a matter of fact, there are some reports that are starting to surface that says, in fact, that Miami Dolphins are going to be looking into Jonathan Taylor. If they were to add him, you're talking about them potentially being the fastest offense in NFL history between Jalen Waddle, oh. Tyreek Hill, Braxton Berrios, and, um, excuse me, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, uh, that would be absolutely incredible. Big fella, I absolutely love the list. I think it's a great list. Going to throw out one more team for you. Okay. How about the Philadelphia Eagles? How about the Philadelphia Eagles? Now, look, I know they traded for DeAndre Swift. But Boy, it would be a fi- Howie Roseman move, wouldn't but it? But listen, he, he this is the final year of DeAndre Swift's rookie deal. And remember, Nick Seriani was in Indianapolis during Jonathan Taylor's rookie season. Mm-hmm. So it's a player that he knows. Could we potentially see something there where Howie Roseman uses some of the draft capital that he's been able to stockpile and go after a player like Jonathan Taylor? I mean, listen, the team they played in the NFC Championship game a year ago, they did the same thing last year in trading for Christian McCaffrey. Could you see the Philadelphia Eagles, now that they've put the Jalen Hurts contract to bed, potentially go after a guy like Jonathan Taylor? It's not a bad idea. I I think it might be. I mean, that's a Howie Roseman-type move. But I think it might be a little too rich for their blood right now in order to do that when they did just go and get – DeAndre Swift. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We're getting to your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. First, though, this is not good news for the Seattle Seahawks, Christopher. Jackson Smith and Jigba, their rookie wide receiver, undergoing wrist surgery today in Philadelphia per Adam Schefter. There is optimism He'll still be ready by the start of the season. That feels like it could be pushing it a little bit. But, boy, he, in camp, has made some electrifying plays. Yeah, he's looked phenomenal. We were just talking about the Seahawks yesterday as a team that could potentially win the NFC West. And based on the skill position players that they have, there's no reason to think that they won't get the San Francisco 49ers a run for their money. I mean – Jackson Smith and Jigba was thought to be more of a luxury pick because you already have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. You did add Zach Charbonnet to that backfield that features Kenneth Walker. I mean, their run game is going to be outstanding, as it always is under Pete Carroll. But now you you added Jackson Smith and Jigba to the mix with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. You look for this offense to be really explosive. We'll see what happens. I mean, if they believe – that he could potentially still be ready for the start of the season. I don't think it's too severe. Um, it could be something as simple as a debridement, but I, you know we don't know. But I think the Seattle Seahawks will be fine if they've got to start the season without Jackson Smith and Jigba. All right, let's hit the calls. Eighty eight say ESPN. Magic Dave is up first on ESPN Radio. Who who calls you, Magic Dave? 
Well, everybody, you know, they say I pass like magic, so they've been calling me that for about a long time, about 30 years. So, Canty, <laughs> skeptical? I am. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Go, Dave. I, I was going to say uh, Buffalo. That was probably my number one choice, but those are great choices right there. Um, Buffalo, they should go ahead and dive in right now. I mean, they got the team right there, also Miami. So he's going to go somewhere. Definitely, I'm sure he's a great running back, young, only 24, got a lot of years left on the tread. So, Listen, I think right now the Bills would be a, a no-brainer. And, Chris, the problem for this uh, with the Bills is that um, if they truly don't recognize what the deficiencies are with Allen, with not wanting to run him as much, with where they are with the offensive line, then that's a bigger problem. And that's why Taylor makes just a, a perfect fit for Buffalo. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. This is a team that has all of their draft picks next year and the following year. So I, I just – I would go after it. I would at least explore it, see what it takes to be able to bring him over. Because, listen, you got to change the way Josh Allen plays football. You saw in that Pittsburgh game, he took an unnecessary sack. Well, it wasn't even a sack because he broke the line of scrimmage and then he doubled back. He spends so much time trying to play superhero and running the football that he takes unnecessary hits. And Jonathan Taylor is going to alleviate that to some degree because this is a guy that you can give the ball to 20, 25 times and you don't have to worry about Josh Allen being his own run game. So to me, I just think the Jonathan Taylor move makes a lot of sense, especially with given where the Buffalo Bills are at right now. And if you want to make Steph Diggs happy, if you want to take some of those double teams off, if you want to give him uh, uh, more targets and more opportunities in one-on-one, Jonathan Taylor is going to help you do that because he's going to force defenses to put that eighth defender in the box to stop the run. So I just think it makes sense on a lot of different fronts for Buffalo to go after Jonathan Taylor. Ryan next on ESPN Radio. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, everybody's running off the AFC North, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they make the most sense to me. Najee Harris doesn't very have a very impressive average yards per clip. It's all volume, and that's the Mike Tomlin philosophy. You put him in there with that defense. Now you have a one-on-one with Deontay Johnson and the George Pickens going way deep. That elevates Pickens in his second year. Also with the questionable health of Burroughs and Lamar, you put Pittsburgh as a potential AFC yeah. North champion. I don't buy it. Najee, Najee Harris it. ain't the problem with the Steelers' no, run game. The, guy, the guy's not. blocking for Najee Harris would be yeah, the problem. Yeah, I mean, listen, all running backs run the same when there's no hole, and, and, that's, Chris, not very, and that's not very good. Chris, with weak offensive line for two straight years, he's been over 1,000 yards. Yeah. You know, I'm, and, and I know he's – And double-digit touchdowns. He's he's under four yards a carry at like 3.8, but that has a lot more to do with that. Plus, the guy's going to catch – somewhere between 50 and 60 balls. Justin is up next on ESPN Radio. Justin, what do you got? Hey, what's up, Danny? What's up, Carlin? Hey, we got, got about 30 seconds, bud. What do you got? Uh, okay, um, I wanted to get your take on weird food takes. What about bacon and ice cream? Bacon and ice cream? I'm intrigued. I don't hate it. I, do, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, you could put bacon on most things and it's yeah. going to make it better. So I don't hate this. Yeah. I, you gotta just, have... I just feel like you have to explore it. I would say it has to be like the bacon bits, though. 
Yeah. I don't know if you could just put chunks of bacon in ice cream and it makes it a winner. I don't know. It'd be on top. Cam, your thoughts? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say waffles and ice cream is good. I don't know how much bacon would translate. Yeah, that's not candy, a weird candy, combo. Candied bacon. Candied bacon. I could get into candy. it. Sounds outstanding, actually. Oh, candy sounds bacon. outstanding. Oh, I don't trust that people that don't like bacon. It's too good. Oh I don't God. trust people that don't like bacon. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.